And welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8.30 this morning is when you can win your way into the Foo Fighter Show. and But this, more importantly, every single hour on the program. 10 after each hour, we give you a keyword, you text it in, and we'll hook you up with $1,000. Pretty simple. Yeah. We'll take care of that holiday shopping. Couple of the bills, cell phone, car payment, whatever it is you need paid off, that $1,000 up for grabs four different times this morning on the program. Fantone, yesterday I finally did something that I had been talking about on the show for months. Okay. I had flipped the coin back okay. and forth. Is he going to do it? Will he not do it? Who knows? Yesterday, had enough, went home, made the phone call, and I have cut the cord. It's official now. I am cable free. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's hear the story. I want, I, I so want to know all about I, it. I just realized recently like i waste money like anybody else in the world you waste money all day every day like you will nickel and dime yourself into the poorhouse and so i started examining some of my behavior all right now some people are gonna say well dude you stop golfing the way you do you put more money in your pocket you're right but i enjoy that yeah there's a price to in entertainment there's a price to enjoyment there's a price to relaxation and some things are going to be worth it and some things are not going to be worth right. it so if that's on your worth my money list then that's your you know decision to make there so i realized if i reduce my cable bill down to just my internet okay it'll be around 65 dollars a month Okay. Okay. That's what my internet's going to cost. And that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. 65 bucks a month is still a decent amount of money, but it's a reasonable amount of money. Well, I need the internet, though. Yeah. Like, I have to work. I have, you know what I mean? Like, I have to be able to stay connected to the world somehow. Like, I wish I didn't, but guess, I mean, that's the way we all know. We are all dependent on the internet. Um, 30 years ago, I guess, when the internet was first kind of coming out, I can remember my family being like, well, which one of these things do we want to do? And it was like, no, cable TV. Of course we want cable. That's, you know, right. that was the lifeline to the outside world. But nowadays, it is 100%. You have to have. I get my news from from the internet way way before I get it from you know the television, and then I so I realized like my bill yesterday was one hundred and seventy dollars. So this is going to save for a month. Yeah, jeez, it's like one hundred. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, I had like the fastest internet you could have. I had cable, HBO, and like I think one sports pack. No wonder, no wonder. I mean, at one hundred and seventy a month, yeah, that is that's a lot. Like one ten. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, like they tried. They were like, "Well, we can take this away," and what? And of course, dude, the moment you tell them you don't want to be with them anymore, now they're willing to help well, you. Well, that was the last thing that when I moved, I was like, "Hey, guys, I'm done with it." And I, I, I went in there with a bluff. I knew I was gonna like just, hey, just transfer my services. But they ended up saying like, "Okay, we'll give you this, 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 and this, and we'll, you know, knock ten bucks off." And so I was like, "All right, one ten's doable." But you're right. I mean, it's still a lot of money. It's I mean, a lot of money. And so I was like, "All right, so this is gonna save me about a hundred dollars a month." So I'm talking now twelve hundred dollars a year, twenty four hundred for the two years that I've been with them. And I started thinking about what I could do with 2400 bucks. Yeah, it's a lot of that's money. A nice golf, that's nice. a nice golf vacation to the, like, the, you know, the Caribbean or something like that. And like I, this is not solely about money. I have enough money to pay for my cable. I totally do. All right? It's also about the fact that I would like less screen time. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm on my phone all day. I'm in front of two computers all day. And then sometimes I get a little lazy. I get home okay. from work. And then I just kind of zone out in front of the TV for a few hours. And I'm watching stuff that I'm not really invested in or care about. And so I was like, you know what? Let's change. If we take this away, what happens? Now, maybe I just lay there and do nothing. <laughs> Who knows? But I'm, I'm wondering if this will start maybe to help me build other changes I would like to see in my life. Um, Fingers crossed. I mean, you know, the smallest thing could definitely make a big, big difference. Um, Butterfly wings over there. There, right. tsunamis, tsunamis over, over here. here, right? But um, 
the problem will be is you're going to find yourself going to the other alternatives you have for programming. You're going to watch more Netflix now. now. You're going to watch well, more. Again, I was only primarily watching Netflix. Right. Like I would watch sports shows and maybe games on Sunday, but outside of that, I was more most of the time when I was at home, I was watching Netflix anyway. So I was like, why am I paying for this? There's so many different options now, too. Obviously, Netflix is a big one. Hulu, Amazon Prime. Um, and the thing that I keep seeing and the thing that I think is going to end up getting me to to cut the cord is Sling TV. Yeah, people talked to me a, a lot about that yesterday. You can you can get a $20 like basic pl- package a month, and that covers most like standard cable channels and like it'll give you options to do like if you want to do the sports package it's 10 bucks a month extra and now you're getting into the same thing you got into with cable well that's i mean people kept adding them up people kept saying to me ps view ps view right and i was like all right so i looked into it it's like 50 bucks so by the time i pay for that and my 50 a month yeah oh yeah yeah, by the time i pay for that and i pay for my internet i'm close enough to what myself what my cable bill was but would it be better than what your cable cable bill was because that's a part of the problem is once you start thinking about like cable it's like literally all i'm getting out of this is reruns of friends you know what i'm saying right reruns of friends cnn and espn those are like the the things yeah. fox sports espn or is what i watched most like roundtable shows opinion shows is what i was watching like i don't even know like monday through friday like network tv primetime i don't even know what the shows are on no. i know the big comedy right now is the good place and i i tried i tried and it's dude it's just some awful white guilt driven show and like look how you know equal we all are and it dude the first season was all right but the second season fell completely apart and i was just like you know what i don't enjoy stuff i watch anyway what the hell am i doing the uh the the thing that kind of makes me scratch my head is that why hasn't netflix kind of like seen this 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 place where their price is going to go up it's going to go up of course but what i'm saying is you've already got the tv shows you already have the rights to friends you already have the rights to malcolm in the middle or whatever sitcoms or whatever you want to do but a part of what's great about cable is you just turn it on and let it sit where for some reason or another when you sit there and watch netflix through a season of friends it feels different than like a tbs four-hour block i've been on that with netflix for a while they got to get the surfing thing down you got to make it easier for me to flick back and forth between programs right. and to do a little Live bit of that. Or something. Yeah, you got to get a little bit better at that. The channel surfing thing is ingrained in the TV viewer. It, there should be like a channel called 90 sitcoms. There should be a channel called scary stuff. There should be a channel called, you know, like just like musical interests and things like that where it's like you can at least go to it and leave it and walk away from it and not have to decide do I want to watch this next episode or not. So I, um, you know, people are asking me if I'm going to miss my HBO because of Game of Thrones. No, that last season was abysmal bad. I don't care about seeing the ending of that. Not even a little bit. I think HBO goes only 10 bucks a month. Too. Yeah, but so, I don't watch anything else on HBO. Like, okay. I thought about that yesterday. It was like, dude, that new show, The Deuce, was terrible. Like, like most of the stuff, on, I, like, I don't watch it. Like, I just, I don't watch it. Now I'm being told, don't get PS View. It doesn't have the CW. Well, I'm not a parent. <laughs> oh, it doesn't have the CW. How am I going to live my life I'm, without the CW? I'm not a parent. I don't, I don't, I don't have a 15 year old in my house so i don't have to worry about the cw at all like i'm i'm sorry if you feel attacked by that statement but there's not a single thing on that network that is designed for somebody like me at all there's not even something remotely close on that channel that is designed for me we are getting you hooked up with a thousand dollars every hour your first opportunities right now your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword bills to 200 200 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. A lot of people sending in uh, their suggestions on how I fix my non-viewing problems now that I have. I cut the cord. I cut cable. Okay. 
and you know PS View and Sling right. and Amazon Prime and just get a you know a jailbroken Fire Stick. Which by the way, I have a jailbroken Fire Stick. It's technically stealing. I don't like using it for that reason. And to be honest with you, it's really not all that stable. I find myself starting things and then going, "Oh my god, yeah, I know it's got to stop." Or no, no, no. And now it's you got to read these subtitles. Or it just ugh, that whole thing is just a mess. But. I gotta be honest with you. A lot of what I did this for was for not only for money. It was like less screen time. I want to feel less connected to my TV. Now this is going to fly in the face of that. And when I tell you that one another reason why I did this is because I now know, dude. All summer I play golf all day. Like so, I don't necessarily watch TV all day right. in the summer. Right. And so now that winter's here, but I the new Call of Duty comes out tonight at midnight. And so when I get home from work right. now in the snow, it'll be now I can only handle about two hours worth of video games now, maybe. How long was that tear you went on that one time? Did you say it was 20 hours? And like uh, it's four been, packs of cigarettes It was under 20, but I'm pretty sure when Modern Warfare 2 came out, I was unemployed. Right. It was in between MMS and NCX. Right. And I think I logged a 14-hour day in on Call of Duty. Dude, just chiefing up all balls. Dude, your boy was really good at Modern <laughs> Warfare 2. Like, maybe could have been on, like, a competitive Modern Warfare 2 team. Now, I'm nowhere near as good at those games anymore. Like, I suck at them now, because I just don't have the time or like I'm kind of, you know what I mean? Past it a little bit in that regard, but for some reason I can't give them up. So like tonight at midnight, when that thing comes out tomorrow, that's what I'm going to go home and do. I'm not going to watch TV. Right. I'm going to spend a couple hours playing with that. And I understand that what you're saying with trying to bring yourself not only more money, but more free time. TV is much like getting stoned in the sense of like, it just makes being bored. Okay. Sometimes. And it's like, no dude, get off this couch, go do something, clean your house, go, go, go be a part of society, go meet somebody, go do something. True. I get that. I need to socialize more. Right. I, 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 I do. Like, it, it's um, it's getting to that point where it's like, dude, your plan ain't working. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's maybe change the plan. Um, And it's it's hard with living the lifestyle that I think you and I, I, I both kind of share here in the sense of, like, on a day-to-day basis, it very much feels like, dude, I do whatever I want. I'm happy. Like, I'm good. Life's good. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, you take that, like, two-year step back and look at everything, and you're like... Whoa, whoa, I'm not whoa, okay at all. Whoa, what happened here? No, yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah, I'm, uh, dude, I'm on the path of clock tower shooter here. <laughs> like, dude, I gotta get out of this. I, I dude, I, I gotta break the mold, man. Like, and that was that was part of it. Well, I br- now see football is the thing that's kind of like freaking me out right now because right. it's like I like to watch football, I like to bet football. I, you know what I mean? And so I like watching that stuff. And I don't. When you're not like when you don't have the shows, you don't have highlight shows, and you don't have like you know the news, like sports news and stuff. It's hard to keep up on players who's hurt, who's doing what, right. and that kind of thing. So like I'm a little worried about that. But like the Cavs, right? Like right. I, dude, I like watching Cavs games, but I'm in bed by the time they start. Like I thought about, it, I was like, I dude, I very rarely watch Cavs games just because they start so late. Yeah, I mean, I only made it to halftime last night. Which, by the that's... way, dude, I heard your boy LeBron okay. went 33, 11, and six last night. That's pretty good. Or was it 33, 6, and 11? Okay. I might be switching the two two numbers there. All right, but those are the stats at home against Indiana, and they lost. Lost uh, in a game where the Pacers put up 124 points. So, like, yes, LeBron had an impressive offensive stat line last night. Um, I'm going to try to come up with reasons why it's okay for the Cavaliers to just be coming out of it cold as hell, but I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm not concerned so much, but I'm definitely frustrated and a little bit befuddled about, like, dude, what the What is the most is frustrating? For you, a, a dyed-in-the-wool Cavs fan, what is the most frustrating thing that's happening right now? I mean, last night watching the game, like I said, the first half of the game, 
Um, there were points, and LeBron had eight turnovers last night. The Cavs had 16, and there's no way you're going to win basketball games when you're turning the He had turning, half the turnovers? Yeah, when you're turning. Oh, he's handling the ball. Well, yeah, and he feels like he's got to take responsibility. Okay, that and makes sense. Make stuff happen. The more you handle the ball, the more you're going to give it up. Uh, but nonetheless, um, the thing that kind of frustrates me, it's not so much an effort thing. I know a lot of people have just pointed to effort and said, like, well, that's what it is. Um, but last night, I felt like they were trying. It, it, it's been frustrating that, number one, I feel like every team has had a hell of a game when they played the Cavaliers. Um, number two, I feel like there has been points where it's like, LeBron, you've got to set the tone here. And I know that it's easy for him to know that in his heart, like, dude, I can turn this on when I need to. I'm that good. I'm that talented. I'm that experienced. I know how to do this. But it's like, you've got to carry 14 other guys up do that, that hill. You've got to carry 14 other guys with you. And the thing is, is I think that, yes, all, all these guys, and it's good that it's happening now. I mean, you, you don't want this to be happening later in the season, but nonetheless, you don't Want, you don't want to like crush confidence right now either. And when, you, when you're out there, you look like you're having a bad time. And that's kind of what the Cavaliers looked like to me last night. It's just like, uh, I don't want to say like uh, team or team like unity or like, you know, how much they get along with each other is that important. But there is a feeling of like, God, you guys don't even look like it's like fun out there. You don't even look like you're playing the game you want to play. You don't even look like the players that you really are. Like LeBron doesn't look like LeBron, even with that impressive stat line. Kevin Love doesn't look like him. I know Tristan Thompson went down last night, and what does that mean? Is he hurt? Uh, I think he hurt his his calf, and if if that's a two week injury or a week injury, I mean, but so we're all right. Well, I mean, all right in the sense of we're losing games with him right now, anyway. <laughs> no, so I mean, like, all right. I no. mean, we're getting Tristan back. Yeah, I don't okay. think that's gonna be. I, that's not gonna be like a long term season. I just injury. didn't hear what happened. No, yeah. I think. He got his uh, something was the matter with his calf. I don't know if it was cramping or if it was a contusion or whatever it was there. Um, uh, now, the good thing, there is a couple of things that I feel like the Cavs can build on is there's no way they're going to play worse. They're literally the worst defense in the NBA right now. That's when bad. it comes to overall team rankings of defense, they're literally the worst team, 30th out of 30 in the NBA right now. So there's only one way to go from there, and that's up. Um, I don't feel like every team is going to be able to outplay their talents like they have recently against the Cavaliers. That's probably true. In these last four games, I mean, dude, the Pacers were hot last night and played outside of what they normally would play like. And, it, and when you look at a big enough timetable, most things go back to what they are. You know what I'm saying? Outliers are outliers, but most things go back to the averages of what they are. And on a on a big enough picture, that's going to bode well for the Cavaliers. They're the most talented team, but still. I think this is all orchestrated. I think LeBron needs drama. He's okay. needed it everywhere he's ever been. He, he's also, you're talking about a 15-year guy now, I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's seven straight finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it going to take to get geared up on Wednesday night for True. Indiana without and, Paul George? I mean, it's like at some level, I think some of this is orchestrated where he kind of needs it. Like, let's back me up against the eight ball right. and then watch me be LeBron James. I guess you would think losing would be enough for him to be like, all right, that's what gets me hyped. But you're right, because 15 years deep into it, you and I know that like seven straight finals. It would be great if we could say, "Oh, every time I open up the microphones, I'm still a little nervous because maybe that'll suck." But, but you're you, not. You've been here for long enough. Yeah, but you you're not. You know, right. You know what you're doing. Um, and you're right. He does play best with his back against the wall. He Always does has. play best with you know with doubters, with haters, with people for sure. who are, people who are naysayers against him. Um, he and I have that in common. I, uh, I I just feel like you know and, and nothing else. And you're right. When 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 the evidence is like, dude, you look at LeBron. He's just not running back on transition defense. There probably is a little bit there where he's like, dude, you know what? Let's go to some. Diversity. Right. Let's right. go through. It's, it's November. It's Wednesday. It's I'm going to put you guys in the let me see if you can dig yourself out mode. Right. And I'm going to figure out who I can rely on and who I can't early on in the season. That way, when it's game seven and Steph's coming down the floor, I know who my guys are. And I think that there's probably some of that. 
Or maybe the Cavs just suck, dude. Or or that. Dude, I hate them. They're the worst. Get them out of here. You know, yesterday, I already saw when I woke up. I woke up around 3.30 this morning. Went to bed really early last night. Okay. And so I woke up really early, and I was, like, scrolling through Twitter. Of course, it's, like, one of the first things I do every morning is right. check all, you know, the social medias out. And everybody's already like, well, is it going to be Ty Lue? Maybe he fires Ty Lue. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. And I said, I think I, I said before the season started, 15 games in, they'll be 500. And because I, I, I just feel like this is what was going to happen. You implemented a lot of new pieces. Some of them are old. I mean, dude, I didn't realize J.R. Smith's in his 14th year. Like, Dwayne Wade's yeah. no, not young. I mean, no. dude, these guys, I mean, it's going to take a little while for, like, you know, bones to get lubed up. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these guys need WD 40 out there on their, on their knees. Like, it's going to take a little while. So I'm not jumping overboard on the Cavs just yet. I think LeBron's just building himself the hole he likes to be in. I could be way wrong, and I hope I'm not, but that's what I think is happening there with the Cavs and LeBron James. More Sansbury Show on your way next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show and Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com and passing out $8,000 coming up at 710. If you missed that opportunity, we'll do it again for you at 810 and also 910 as well. So it turns out, uh, Fantone, the uh, Canton PD, yeah. a little busy on Monday. CPD getting things done. I like it. Yeah, no, they were uh, they were rolling hard Monday. As All at right. 8 o'clock, a homeless man was riding through the city on a bicycle. Apparently, that bike had no front or rear lights on it. The man, 50-year-old, they say North Canton resident without a permanent address, so I guess resident we're using loosely, uh, was also intoxicated. Police arrested him in the 800 block of Porter Street Northwest, charging Jeez. him with bicycle equipment violation and operating a vehicle while intoxicated. Jeez. The man who was released from jail on October 19th after failing to appear for a court hearing related to a conviction in June was returned to the jail. He spent another night uh, there Monday. He was released on his own then early Tuesday morning pending a uh, municipal court hearing, which I'm guessing he's probably not going to go to. No, I mean, how's he going to get there? He can't even ride his bike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to get a bike violation. Yeah, I'm guessing he's probably not going to be, uh, he's probably not going to show at that. The court hearing for which he had been scheduled to appear was related to his June 20th conviction of disorderly conduct by intoxication. So this is a uh, this is a couple of times in a row here now. The court records yeah. also show he went to prison back in 96 for felony domestic violence and jail in 1993 for driving while intoxicated. So booze is definitely part of this man's problem. Certainly. We're, we're starting to see that, 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 that the booze and he do not mix very well. Seems seems like that's probably a, uh, a, a, a told story. You know what I mean? I'm sure this isn't new stuff to oh, the CBD. Yeah. No, I would imagine. I, uh, so when I first read it, I was like, oh my God, Jesus, really? Like if I was riding a bike down the street, Tonight at eight o'clock at night, right. and it didn't have front or rear lights on it. And I'm not intoxicated. They're probably not going to write me a ticket. No. So at first I was like, "All right, well, what are we doing this for?" Right? And then it's like, "Where's well, the wind?" Right? Where? What what, like, right? what do we get? But if you're drunk riding a bike around and somebody hits you, you know what I mean? Now that's impacted somebody else's life. Like they got to stop stuff like that from happening. I know it sounds crazy, but like maybe they got to get out ahead of it. Yeah, even if you are 100% at fault and the court of law said, you know, hey, driver, you did nothing wrong. This guy was drunk. He hit you with his bike, essentially, and that's why he's dead. You still killed a person. You're right. right. So there's no It's like, going to sit with you. Right. The, right. Sound of, the sound of your car crunching over his body is going to stick with you forever. So you're right. That isn't like... 
it's not a it's not a victimless crime per se. I mean, somebody could end up you know very negatively impacted. It's there. one of those things you could go ten years without anything bad happening, or you could go ten minutes and then a, an awful tragedy happens. Right, right, right. So right, they got to right. get out ahead of it. They got to do something there. And this guy obviously has had his fair share of issues with the law. It's not like they probably spotted him and were like, "Hey, I you." Mean, Can's not all that big. Right. So if, if you're a cop and you're patrolling the same neighborhoods over and over and over again, like I, all right, like I see the same guy, same three guys outside of Rite Aid every time I walk to that store because the city's not all that big. So you see the same people over and over and over again. So if I recognize it, I'm sure cops who get paid to like kind of patrol the area kind of probably knew who this guy was and were like, dude, let's get him inside for the night. Oh, yeah. I'm sure next time, we talk, to, uh, next time we talk to Officer Lamar Sharp and I'm sure he could tell you the name because you got to think, too. Number one, can't you Right is not that big. Number two, it's not like there's that many criminals. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of criminals out there, but it's a vast majority of the same people doing a vast majority of the crime. You right. know what I'm saying? If you're the kind of person who breaks the law on a regular basis, of course, law be careful. Somebody's going to send you with the percentages here <laughs> any moment. Now. Of, of course, law enforcement's going to know who you are and, and 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 your story. And if they see you swerving on your bike, and it's like, dude, we got to do something here. What, yeah. what were they supposed to do? Yeah, it's it's one of those things. You're paying for your past sins as well. So it turns out, Fantone, that the Pro Football Hall of Fame is doing something pretty awesome. Okay. They're going to offer free admission to veterans and active military members and a guest during the entire month of November. They're going to team up with Goodyear Tire Rubber Company, and the Hall has offered the promotion in the past, and like I said, they're going to partner with Goodyear, and they're also going to be doing a Veterans Day event Saturday at 11 a.m. with a program focused on honoring women in the military. Okay. There will be free parking for veterans. Blue Star mothers and Gold Star families will receive free admission. Okay. Everyone who attends the event will receive a pin, and there will be a special display of military artifacts. Other special programs planned related to the veterans include support of the Patriot Ball held in downtown Canton. Right. And a continuation of the U.S. Army Pro Football Hall of Fame Award for Excellence. I think this is cool that they're going to do this. And um, obviously, you know, it, it, you know, Veterans Day, you know, is part of November, but. You know, you've been hitting this on the head pretty hard. Is like you drive past the Pro Football Hall of Fame and you see all the flags out front, and they are trying to kind of separate themselves from the controversy that the anthem protests have brought on. And I think that's probably smart. Smart for one hundred percent for yeah, sure. I would agree. Smart. Um, the football, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the NFL are two separate entities. Obviously, they work together on a regular basis, but they are two separate things. Um, but most people don't know that, and most people are going to say, "Oh, boycott the NFL." Well, that includes the Pro Football Hall of Fame, so I think they've had to yeah. make a pretty, a pretty concentrated effort there. And honestly, I think the NFL could look at them and kind of take a page out of that playbook and and, and say like, all right, we do have an issue going here where where we need to correct the the the, the you know the the ship here, and a little bit of like, yeah. Patriots or veterans, get in here, dude. Like Brown Stadium, dude, you've got all those empty seats. Dude, if you are an active or or veteran, dude, free for the rest of the year if I'm the Cleveland Browns. Doesn't matter who you are, you come up with your military. Get all ID, the good press you can get. You get it, you get a ticket. And I know that's a little bit of like, well, you're just using the troops as a political pawn, but it's like this is what it's turned into. I but they get something out of it. They get to go right, to a game. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? You're doing it for the publicity. And nobody's making them go. Right. No, yeah, right. Of course, you're not gonna have to go. So, like, you know, I know I like that system. Um, 
the uh, the Patriot Ball that's coming up, um, I think I'm going to assume that sold out. That's all via the Patriot Project in Canton, and it really is something that like is cool that happens around here. That I know is cool. It's, it's a black tie affair, and it's a huge fundraiser. Yeah, for, we're not for, allowed to go. For, no, of course we're not allowed. We're not allowed to go. To go. <laughs> of course we're not allowed to go. Our, our pictures are at the door. Don't let these schmucks in. But the uh, but the PatriotProject.org. I do know I've worked with that guy before for a charge thing, and it it really is you know. An awesome project. The Hall is also embarking on a multi-year campaign called Hashtag Huddle Up America, and it's to engage people in the country all over it to engage in conversations about issues that are important to them. The campaign was announced in September amid the controversy about the NFL players kneeling in protest during the National Anthem. The Hall's campus was decorated with hundreds of American flags to kick off the effort. That's what that was all about was for Huddle Up America. So now we have our official answer. What an easy answer. How did the NFL not come up with this? How did they not hit up David Baker and be like, no, we want Huddle Up America? Dude, I, I, I got to tell you, with Goodell in the crosshairs of Jerry Jones right now, you could do worse than David Baker taking over for, for the commissioner role at, at, for the NFL. It's fourth and inches for America. What do we need to do? Huddle up. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I mean, how, how did the NFL not come up with dude, this? Dude, the next time I'm having sex, that's how I'm kicking it off. It's fourth <laughs> and inches. Here we go. We'll get you guys hooked up with $1,000, 10 after 7 o'clock on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to score $1,000 is happening uh, momentarily. We'll give you your next keyword here very shortly. You'll have some extra money. It'd be nice. That would be nice. You can keep cable. Yeah, 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 you could. That's uh. Because I have cut the cord. Honestly, I'm pretty happy about it. I like and it's only been the, since yesterday, but like I right. never once yesterday was like, oh man, I regret this. I wish I could like watch TV right now. Um, maybe a month from now, oh, two yeah, months yeah. from now, when I mean, it comes it's, around. It's way too early to tell. Yeah. Um, but the real question is, Stansbury, everybody very concerned about your uh, cord cutting there. Is have you figured out how you're going to watch the CW yet? <laughs> have you gotten that all taken care of? No, your I CW mean, fix? dude, they keep like <laughs> launching these awful CW titles of shows at me, like The Arrow. Like, what the hell am I going to watch The Arrow for? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, that show, Flash, all that stuff looks terrible to me. Now, maybe it's good. I've never seen it, so I can't really say it's bad. I just, oh, the, that's not true. I did try, I think, the first two episodes of season one of The Arrow, like, on Netflix. I was like, oh, my God. No, I'm dude, no, I'm done. That's the thing. Any of that's going to be on Netflix within a year or right. two. And it's not the, like- I was telling Fantone this morning, there's nothing... There's very few things that are scripted to me that feel like must-see anymore. Not that they're not good, but nothing feels must-see to me. Events do. Super Bowls, World Series, NBA Finals. Events kind of feel like must-see. Although I didn't watch Game 7 of the, the World Series last night. Too late. Yeah, way too late. Uh, you know, I, good job on the Astros there. I'm, I'm happy enough with that. I know a lot of Indians fans are like, no, that's the American League. And no. And I'm like, eh, dude, they didn't they didn't play us and in the postseason, so I don't care. Whatever. I mean, like, <laughs> exactly. is that really going to be the thing? Is, play is, better is, and win. Um, yeah. And, uh, dude, what a, uh, what, a, what a tough day to be a Tribe fan today. What a tough day to really be a Northeast Ohio sports fan today. <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's only getting worse. We got, we got an update on the Browns. We'll get to that here momentarily. Okay. However... Uh, Fanto, can you remember a time in your life where your parents maybe overstepped the bounds and uh, like punished you a little too hard or by a manner that was like, yeah, that's probably not right? Uh, my parents were pretty cool about punishments, and honestly, I'd probably say they were probably a little too lax. There was plenty of times when I would do something and be like, damn, dude, I definitely should be in trouble for this. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah whatever. You're a second child. We don't care. Is that right? Yeah, I had a little bit of that. I had a little bit of like second son on me where it was like, and let's be real, I was definitely the hellraiser of the family where they were just like, okay, dude, you're 17 and you're, 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 you're you know, you're, you're raging against us like and i don't know they were pretty cool about it i had a little bit of that too but it was
was because my parents were so tired. My brother was the Hellraiser, uh-huh. and so by the time they got done with David, they were just like, oh my whatever. God, whatever. As long as you don't... My dad was like, dude, don't come home in handcuffs. Don't come home with a pregnant girlfriend. Don't come home in a body bag. Outside of that, I don't really care. Do what you want. Uh, <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Outside of that, we're going to be fine. Okay. But there was a time where my parents, they, they caught me with cigarettes too early in life. All right. And my dad decided... He decided that he was going to punish me the way he had once been punished in the military for smoking cigarettes. Okay. Which he made me take an entire, like, it was, I think, 10. It was, like, 10 cigarettes. He wrapped the, 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 like, the filters together with, like, a rubber band, lit them all, and I had to smoke 10 cigarettes together in a row. That really happened to yeah. you. Okay, because that's one of those things you've seen in, like, movies and No, TV my dad shows, did that to it's me. it's, like, a trope for a reason, but, like, okay, so Stansbury actually had to smoke yeah. half a pack of cigarettes. Half a sm- pack of, well, no, it was a pack of cigarettes. I just Jeez. had to do them 10 at a time. Jeez. And so I had to do that. And now looking back on that, like, and you guys who listen to the show a lot, you know, like, I revere my father. But looking back on that, it's like... That was nuts. Like, dude, you're crazy. You can't do that. Now, after you did that, were you done with cigarettes for No, the, I smoked another 25 years. Like, the, well, I'm saying, like, the next day. Like, was it like, because, yes, eventually you turned, you know, 18 and you, you, yeah. know, you moved out and you, and you started smoking cigarettes. But did that, did that was it effective or I no? I think I was done that day, but did I smoke the next day? I don't know for sure, Phantom, but my guess is I smoked the next day. All right, so when yeah. your buddy Billy came and picked you up, you were like, all yeah. right. I don't get, remember, like, no, I was off of him for a while. Give so me my a guess, heater, bro. Yeah, my okay. guess is, like, I was talking, stupid dad, don't even get me. Turn up rat. And then, like, you know, yes, exactly. That's that's exactly what happened. Now, I bring this up because in San Antonio, dude, whatever, man, lay it down by rat was the trick. That was the jam. That was like, that's what you listened to. Okay. You took the T tops off and gave your parents the middle finger, did okay. a burnout, and you turned up, lay it down. That's the way, dude, 80s. It was awesome. Yeah, there it is. There's a little rat right there, a little rat roll. <laughs> I bring this up because out of San Antonio, a couple of parents are, uh, are well, they, they're in jail now because they put a shock collar on one of their kids. Jeez. They beat another one of their kids with a thorny switch. Well, why not? My parents honestly were not big hitters. Like I, I can, I think I can count on one hand how many times I had been hit. Um, there's an age where it's not effective anymore. Like, well, know, some uh, some uh, doctors say it's never all, all that effective. I, I think I think it can be effective with a seven year old. I do too. But at the same time, once you get up to fourteen, it's like, what do you? What are you you got to be me? careful. Like, you punch me. Right. Like, so they beat one of them with a thorny switch. Used a shock collar on another one. Here's the big one. That's what those two aren't the big ones. Okay, all right. They forced one of their kids to brush their teeth with cat feces. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, man. Oh, that's awful, <laughs> like, dude. Like, dude, like, Phantom's got a couple of cats. I do. Right? So, like, dude, if you walk past a litter box and oh. you, like, haven't been good about it, like, they're, dude, that's a rank ass smell. Even if you've been good about it, I mean, like, I. Try to clean the litter box once a day. We have two of them, and I try to clean the litter box at least once a day. And, uh, oh, dude, that's, I, I, I couldn't even fathom, like, putting that in my mouth. Like, anywhere in my, I, I'd gag, I'd, I'd puke. There's no question about it. That is disgusting. Like, I, honestly, like, I like cats. I'm not a cat. I'm more of a dog person, but I'm not a cat hater. But they are kind of gross creatures about the fact that they step in their own, like, you know, crap box, and then they walk all over your, everything you own. They can get on top of everything. It's kind of gross, but, like... I don't understand, like, I don't think you should beat your kid with a thorny switch, but I understand why some parents feel like physical, getting physical with your kids lays down the law. We can disagree whether or not it works this and that, but I can understand how somebody gets to that conclusion, right? What does brushing your teeth with cat feces teach you? If you ever do that again, you're going to have to brush your teeth with the turds again. Uh, 
Oh, my God. Those parents are behind bars exactly where they should be. That Thanks is for, absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah, exactly. We got a little update on what's going on inside Berea. A lot of stuff is going on. Josh Gordon may be coming back now. More news on the A.J. McCarron trade. We'll get you all up to speed next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200-1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just heard the Foo Fighters there. Coming up at 830, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for their show. They're playing July 25th. Blossom tickets on sale officially tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., but you can win them before you can buy them. We'll pass those out around 8.30 this morning. Fantone working uh, very hard, tirelessly, to line us up a interview tomorrow with a Canton Charge player. Is that right? Yeah, making things happen here on the Stansberry Show. Uh, we are under two weeks away. I was going to say season right around the corner, right? Under two weeks away from the uh, from the home opener. Uh, Saturday night's actually the Canton Charge season opener, but November 15th at the Canton Civic Center. Dude, I will be out there. Uh, obviously, the Charge Girls, Posse, uh, big man Kendrick Perkins making his Canton Charge debut, and I was a little confused about that earlier this year. I thought he was coming in as a coach. No, dude, Perk is coming in. Playing that center position. That's, Very exciting times. That's cool, yeah. Very exciting times. Uh, fan favorite John Holland will be back. Gerald Beverly's another guy that was uh, was big on the charge last year. So there'll be a ton of giveaways. Um, tickets start at just eight fifty, which is unbelievable. Yeah, that's a good deal. You, you, you can't beat that price. Um, Not for that, live entertainment, you can't. All that information, cantoncharge.com, or if you want to go get tickets, obviously the Civic Center box office is a place to do it as well. But November 15th, and I guess tomorrow, John Holland hopefully going to be making an appearance on the Stansbury Show. Yeah, like no, that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm ready for another charge season. That's always fun. I'm probably going to go to that home opener. I will get you hooked up, buddy. Yeah, I already, no, I want to go I, to that. I already got the, already got the, the email sent. Nice. Yeah. See, I like the charge because you can go to those games. It's like eight fifty for a ticket, and they win. Right. And honestly, and I'm not because here's the deal, dude. You can't charge a power by your Cleveland Cavaliers. God knows I'm wearing a shirt right now. Love the Cavaliers. Um, but the thing you will always be able to say about an NBA G League game is those dudes give 100% effort at all times because they know at any given moment here, they could get the call. They could get that, hey, we even short term, even a 10 day contract in the NBA is going to pay those guys more money than they've ever seen. Right. And it all, and, and it is. You're literally one step away from the NBA. Somebody blows out a knee, One ankle. twists an ankle, yeah. all of a sudden they need a guard in the rotation, they need a big man that can play defense, and guys from the NBA get, are from the G League get that call up to the NBA. It's good stuff right there, man. I'm pumped. I am. November 15th, home opener. And uh, we'll be getting you guys hooked up with tickets all yes, season long. Yes, and uh, John Holland looking like he's going to join the program tomorrow. I can't wait. So the Browns have made all the news recently. They botched uh, you know, the A.J. McCarron trade. Yeah, yeah, they did. And again, you know, I, I want to address this. They were going to give up a second and a third for McCarron, and Garoppolo went for a second. Right. Garoppolo got traded from the AFC to the NFC, not in division. If Belichick was going to trade him to the Jets or, or the Bills, he was going to get more. I think you can talk about value, return on investment when it comes to a trade for a lot of other teams. For the Browns, they know at, you're desperate. Look at the second and third round draft picks they've made over the past five years. Look at the turds that have come out of that, and all of a sudden it's like, no, I can't give up. Um, I, I I just can't I can't do it. Can't give up an extra pick. They and can't like, nail first right, round picks. Right. So how all of a sudden is it like a third round pick is a step? Too all of far? a sudden now this is like the, the, right that. 
that's the piece of currency you think is going to be the thing that turns it around? I, I doubt. It. I was reminded about AJ McCarron yesterday. Um, that was the dude. Remember the national championship game and Brett Musburger was like perving on his girlfriend up in the. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. That's AJ McCarron. Yeah, his girlfriend. Uh, now wife, I think, I right? Think her last name's Webb, well, Charlotte the, Webb or something like if that. If he's still with her, I don't, I, I, I don't <laughs> Charlotte's Webb, huh? But it was something Webb, I think. Catherine Webb or Schindler's something Schindler's List. Like <laughs> <laughs> just, just naming books. No, but that was, that. it was A.J. McCarron's girlfriend where Musburger was just, just sitting up there. Is that right? Was, yeah, dude. Perving on her. I guess I don't totally remember that. You don't remember? And he was like, oh, look at that, man. She is just a dime piece out there. She, was she, just, she wasn't not in the booth, right? No, she was just out in the audience and the crowd was showing him and his mom and his girlfriend's so the camera's there. on him. Yeah, Musburger's just up there, just taking it to town. <laughs> looking dude. for a different kind of hamburger <laughs> there. He's looking for something. Yeah, he's looking for looking for something else there. So the bigger news now is that wide receiver great, and I'm going to call him great because he's got next level freakish ability. Josh Gordon reinstated by the NFL. Now let me tell you what I think's going on here. Okay. Okay. Because they had been hesitant on letting him back in the league a couple of times now because of how many chances you're going to give a guy. Time and time and time again. I mean, he kept going to be reinstated, and, but and, and he got laughed off. This is Roger Goodell throwing a bone to the player. You got this national anthem protest stuff going on yeah. where players are mad at the you know you know the the league and like the establishment and all that. Yeah. And now you got the Ezekiel Elliott thing happening where Jerry yeah. Jones is telling people, "Look, man, Roger Goodell's just like he's overcorrecting into the steer here and charging my guy six games because you guys got mad over the two game thing with the guy from Baltimore. I'm sorry, Ray Rice thing. And so now what is Goodell doing? He's throwing the players a bone. Look, I'm pro player. We're 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 gonna allow you to make mistakes and find your way back into our league. And I mean, that's what's happening. It wasn't so much a matter of like, is marijuana a an issue for 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 players? It's more an issue of Josh Gordon, time and time and time again. You knew the rules, but you continued to break them. That's why you're suspended. But public perception of that is, it's just weed, right? It's just weed. So right, that's an easy versus enough, steroids, right? Or beating your wife, or uh, you know, sex crimes or things like that. It really is just weed. So that's, that's why an easy bone to throw. That's why even outside the NFL, in just like the legal system, there are misdemeanors and felonies right. because there are different levels of crimes. Right. And so I believe that the NFL should probably have a similar system, which is like if you do this, it's this, and if you do this, it's this. I'm all for it. I think suspensions primarily for awful things should be either 8 or 16 games. I don't know where we're just getting 6 from. 8 to me feels like the natural breaking point midway through the season, and then you're allowed back. 16 if you want to go full season, I guess I couldn't argue when you're talking about putting your hands on the fair sex. All right, so now Josh Gordon going to be reinstated. He'll be able to practice with the Browns on November the 20th. He'll be eligible to play on November the 27th. And I know a lot of people are going to have a problem with this. But let me just tell you, and I'm speaking from experience now. When you take a guy who has all the ability in the world, who has made mistakes and is yearning for another opportunity not to prove to you, Cleveland, that he can still do it, but to prove to himself he still has it, let me just tell you, that can be something to see. You all are listening to it every single morning. It was about a month ago, Josh Gordon, maybe a little bit more, but a month ago, Josh Gordon came out with that video where he kind of showed like his... 
his, you know, rock bottom and how he kind of has bounced back from that. And, uh, you know, when we played the audio from that, I can remember saying something about this time feels different. It, it does. doesn't feel like he's giving you lip service. But how many times have you said that? Not you, but the hypothetical you have said that about your the wife. The community, that, right. Well, your wife that's cheated on you, where it's like, well, dude, this time I know she said she wasn't going to bang dudes anymore, but, you know, this time she really means that's it. That's a fair argument. And she doesn't mean You it. have to approach Josh Gordon with cautious optimism. Right? Don't just assume. Now, let me tell you. The, now, Tony Grossi pointed this out in, in his post, and I thought he, I, I know a lot of people are on him right now, right. but he nailed this, where this is a bigger opportunity for Josh Gordon to redeem himself, not to redeem the season. You are not going to go no. on a tear off of wins now. Oh, no. That's not what's going to happen. No. I know all season long you felt like you were a wide receiver away. You're a little further than that away. Josh hasn't played in a while. It's going to take him a little while to get the rust off. I know he's been working out, but game speed something completely different. It's going to take him a little while. He'll have to get hit a couple of times before getting that feeling back and, and all that. But I, I'm just telling you, don't write Josh Gordon off. Guys who are talented on their second opportunity can blow you away with what can happen. I know Browns fans have felt like they were a wide receiver off of a couple of different victories there. Um, oh, maybe maybe, maybe that Pittsburgh game. is Maybe a victory or two. You're not turning the season around. No. It's not like Josh Gordon's going to come in here and make it a playoff contender. You're not going to go 8-8 eight and eight with Josh Gordon back on the roster. But nonetheless, um, talent at that position is obviously a, 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 a big, a, a big a concern. Yeah, for yeah, us. It's a big concern for the Cleveland Browns. And I've got to wonder... Um, so Roger Goodell not only you know reinstating Josh Gordon kind of to smooth over things with the team or with the players I'm sorry is this Roger Goodell kind of stepping in for the Browns and saying like God you guys are abysmal you're terrible after the McCarran thing uh, maybe he goes right. man these guys need a little win uh, right I mean there's been times leagues have stepped in for I never teams thought before, of that and it's not necessarily that but Goodell's still giving it a little bit of like God I don't want 0 and eight teams I mean the, the NFL has enough against it right now as it stands. There's enough issues. Now you got the Niners winless, you got the Browns winless. I don't want two winless teams in in my in my league right now. Guys, here's Josh Gordon. Man, that's a dude, that's a pretty good observation there, Fantone. I, I I don't I don't know if I'd be able to argue that one away. I mean yes, I, because what's he lose by doing it? You don't Nothing. lose anything by doing it. Nothing. You're absolutely right. And outside of Cleveland fans, no one's gonna it's not you're not New England. So it's not like one of these things where it's like, oh, of course the league helps New England. They're allowed to do whatever they want up there. You're right. the Browns, and it never looks like anybody helps you do anything. Nobody's going to be curious about it. Everybody's going to look at you and be like, yeah, that's probably right. They Thank do need God. help down there. Oh, man, I never thought about it like that. I thought it was solely about the players. Like, look, man, I'm pro player. I'm going to throw you a bone. I never th- put it through the team lens. A little bit of everything probably right there. I mean, do you feel like, all right, uh, Browns, because let's be real, um, this has been three years since he's played, like, significant minutes, right? I mean, it's been two, three 56 years. 56 games he'll have, he'll have been out. So... It's been hard for a lot of guys to make that transition. Sure, you're still a freak athlete. Sure, you still have the ability to do it. But it's been hard for a lot of guys who have stepped away from the game and to come back in. If you're the Browns, right now there's a lot of unknowns with Josh Gordon. Yep. Um, how good will he be? Will he be able to come back? Do you feel like you trade him now? Because it's no. like he, he's still got nothing. I mean, no. all the potential in the world. I, I, I think what's best for Josh Gordon, honestly, is to be traded. And that I worry that being in a dysfunctional organization like the Cleveland Browns, maybe it does cause you to relapse before like maybe being uh, traded to, to a Super Bowl contender or okay. a team that, that's got it. There's possibility of that. Being in a bad situation will, will weigh on you, all right? But if I'm the Browns, like I said, 
You got this guy, and dude, you can argue about like his personality traits and this and that. But when it comes to catching the ball on the field, it cannot be argued. He's got freakish talent. And like Fantone pointed out, the video is still online, WRQK.com. Check it out. It sounds different this time with Josh Gordon. It does. And I'm speaking from experience. I had kind of went through this. Was on top of the world. Had it taken away from me, got a DUI, and then got another opportunity at it. And, dude, I've been feeling like I have woken up every day and tried to capitalize as hard as I can on that opportunity. And so, dude, I'm sitting here on a second chance, second, third chance. And so I I don't know how I sit in here without being a complete hypocrite and say that I can't do that for Josh Gordon. I feel like we're one and the same. Got freakish amount of ability and a couple of personality flaws in our past, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't allow us to like you know get it figured out in the end. And I think if if you nurture this kid the right way, you might have a phenomenal asset on your hands. I do not trade him right now. I'm sorry. I feel like I am Josh Gordon. And if Rock 1069 traded me right now, it would be the dumbest move they've ever made in the history of this radio station outside of 7625. The phone number should be 1069. It really should. It really should. We'll find out, Fantone, whether or not you are a macrophiliac. We'll find that out next on The Sandsbury Show. 106.9. And welcome back to The Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 810, your next opportunity. Just score yourself 1000 bucks. We'll give you your next keyword, 810. You'll text it in. You'll have more money than you had yesterday. You'll have more money than either one of us. Yeah. We'll be jealous of you. Be nice. You know, it wouldn't kill you to buy breakfast maybe with it. No, you know no. I mean? Dude, there's a Dunkin' Donuts like literally right up the street from the radio station. Get your boy some donuts. Uh, large coffee and two crullers. Good stuff right there. They're the ones that look like monster truck tires. They're so good. <laughs> yesterday, Linda Linda usually brings in donuts on Fridays. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was awesome. She brought in baked goods out of nowhere. So bagels and blueberry muffins. Stansberry was just going hard on them. Two blueberry muffins. In like in, in not even two commercials. It was like one commercial, like sixty second spot ran. Stansberry gone. Dude. All right, you 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 off, dude. You are an angry eater as well. Like you eat pretty fast. I, I do. Just so you know, you eat pretty fast. I do. But Look at me lashing out. I don't think anybody has ever said <laughs> in a public restaurant like, "Oh my god," about me. <laughs> All right, just so you know, I've thought it sitting across from you. I thought you were gonna uh, make more about the fact of how I eat my muffin, not how fast. What'd I you eat do? It. I don't. I, don't I think eat I them upside they were going down so quick. Oh, like I spe- like I like I hold the hard end up like in my palm. That way it doesn't like fall apart. And I eat okay. like I eat the soft part underneath first. You eat the stump first. Yeah, you okay. go, you go stump down. Stump down. I'm I, I buy into the theory of like saving the best of something well, until the would end. Be stump up, but stump down. Yes, my, stump down my throat. Shoving that stump down your throat. There. Jeez. Um, I, I I agree. In the muffin top, obviously the best. I mean, Seinfeld was right about that. Yeah, save it for the best. Yeah, I think that's probably where I got it. Okay. I I think Elaine was doing that. I think that's where I got it. I did not notice it. No, Elaine was ripping the stumps off and throwing them away. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Most people wouldn't even eat those. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's... That's what it was. I didn't Dude, cut that the door. show! I know, was, I know. That show was so ahead of its time and so very funny. And when you think about the fact of all the things that are still in our vernacular in our language today that were spawned from that, like man hands and close talker, and like all that stuff came from there. I think more than anything, uh, the, the, the thing I compliment Seinfeld on is especially in the later seasons, they hold up really well. You can watch stuff from the '90s and be like, "Oh my god, this does not hold the up." The jokes hold up very yeah. well today. Yeah, I agree. 
agree. Now, the first two seasons of Seinfeld, I always say about 90 shows that if they're good, they're twice as funny now because the jokes are still good and the clothing's funny. Right, right. <laughs> and and that's really true of Seinfeld. Like, the jokes are still hilarious, but the clothing is like, geez, I can't believe people were wearing that. So I read an article yesterday that tell me that nearly one in six people have a sexual fetish. One okay. in six. Now, that sounds high to me as a guy who does not necessarily have a sexual fetish. Does it give a definition of sexual fetish? All right. They say, known in the psychiatric community, fetishes are loosely defined, loosely, as the experience of being sexually aroused by an unusual unusual or highly specific stimuli. Is that anything that you feel like you have a little bit of sexual fetish on? I, I think there's got to be something, right? I mean, I am known to like curvy women. I have been known to like brunettes, but I like black women. I mean, I like. I mean, well, I'm kind of yeah, all over I the mean, board I, I, there. I know there's diversity in your penis there, but yeah, there is. But it, it, you have certain things that you feel like you're drawn to, and I mean, like just saying big boobs, I don't necessarily view as like a fetish. I mean, it can be like if you're obsessed with large breasts and like you get over the top with it. But like to say a dude likes big boobs isn't necessarily like that's what I mean. Of a like I, I like I'm like like an ass dude. Like that's kind of like my thing. But I don't feel like that. Like I have an ass fetish. Okay. Okay. I. I but I don't know. Maybe I do. Um, it, it, it's just one of those things. Fetish is a very, it's a moving line. And I, I think there's a, you know, a ways I could look at myself and be like, well, yeah, that's a little bit of a fetish of yours. And there's other ways where I'm like, nah, it's just vanilla, normal people sex. Right. But, like you know. it, it, Things are attractive to me. Yes. I'm not sure they're fetishes. So do you don't feel like you have a fetish either? Um, I don't think I have anything specifically. And I mean, but like, there's definitely like, I mean, I definitely like more aggressive stylings of sex. So I feel like that's probably at least part of like what. I, I would consider like my fetish aspect of it there. Yeah, let's not go back to the first year of the show where All we right, both got in tr- where we both got in trouble for something you had said. Back it up. Uh, that that was that, that was pretty funny. I, ever, I don't think I ever got in trouble for that. That was all you. Stanford, oh yeah, he did yell at me for that. Which, by the way, Fantone just spit in some girl's mouth he met on Tinder. Stop that's it. it. That's, all, that's all that happened. All right. So they say here that there's a there, that a lot of these fetishes are all right because you can achieve them in everyday life. Like you can find women with big boobs. You can yeah. find men who have this or that. Or okay. But they say macrophilia is a problem because you cannot find it in everyday life. Macrophilia, more commonly known as the giantess fetish, okay. falls into this category. Right. This is this will take form. Macrophilia will. Of heterosexual men being turned on by the idea of very large women. Now, I'm not talking heavy. I'm talking giant women, like Amazon, like giants. So you're not talking about a six-foot woman. You're talking about a 60-foot woman? They're talking like doing massive things like destroying cities, crushing people in cars underneath them, and generally wreaking havoc. You can think of the 1958 movie Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, they say. Okay, okay. There's also an online forum called GiantessCity.com. So I pulled it up. And it does. It age verifies you. It says, you know, leave her, you know, enter or leave. I accidentally hit leave the first time. It took me to Disney.com, which I felt was interesting. I felt that redirect was very interesting. But now I'm in. And I'm in on the chat room of GiantessCity.com. They claim here that there is, is it 92,000 members, as well as more than 2,000 giantesses, and they have videos on X-Hamster, which is a porn site. And what they do... Alex Hawkins is the spokesperson for GiantessCity.com. He says such videos are often shot from below and feature a woman stomping around, sometimes with tiny soldiers or model cities, train sets and the like underneath her feet, and they'll destroy it, and men are being turned on by this. 
Okay. Now, I have a problem with this. Not only, look, what you're into, you're into, but I feel for somebody who has a fetish of something you can't really acquire. I can acquire a bad bitch from Canton. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. go get one of those. They're everywhere, right? But, like, you're not just going to be out around town and find a 60-foot woman. You're just no, not. No, there's people who have, like, ghost fetish. There's people who have, like, supernatural, like, alien fetishes or, or, or whatever that, you know, whatever that would be considered. But um, I, I'm not necessarily surprised to hear that because all that really is to me is another way of, like, men giving up power yeah, manifesting itself in a different way. Some dudes, it's like, no, I want a small Asian hooker putting cigarettes out on my back and calling me a little piggy. And some dudes are like, no, I want a sixty-foot giant woman. Well, now I want that. <laughs> but but really, what what we're getting to there is men who are usually probably in a position of power, feeling powerless, feeling so like there's nothing they can do. This is dominatrix adjacent for you. Feels like it, right? I mean, yeah, there's less pain in this. There's, but it's around the same line. I I think it's about power too. Yeah, I think it's about watching maybe even people who you feel as if you have power over all day and now it like the coin flips in your sex life a lot right. of people do that with their sex right. and so like yeah i could i i would find it hard to deny the fact that that's going to be part of it i am um, the idea of a giant woman doesn't do anything for me. Um, I, I, I've kind of heard of this before, and I didn't know what the name of it was, and I didn't know there was such a big online thing. Um, but I've heard a part of it is like guys like the concept of instead of your penis doing the work, it's you, your entire body doing that job. You know what I'm saying? Like Because you feel like you have a body well, and you don't I, have a penis? I mean, is that why? I, I mean, I guess a little bit. Should be noted that in here they say that the foot fetish is called apotophilia. Potophilia. Okay. To me, let's create a new word because foot fetishes are all right. Did you imagine walking down the hallway at work today? Hey, Bob's a potophil. Like, what? He's a what? <laughs> like, dude, you got to change that word right now. That's way too close to the one that you're not allowed to be. We're getting you hooked up with $1,000 every hour. Your next opportunity is at 810 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. We're about to hook you up with $1,000. Fantone, I double-checked. Thanksgiving will be Thursday the 23rd. Okay. We were doing the gobble report off the air there. Me and Stansberry talking about cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes. Which, by the way, I don't get down with cranberry sauce. I don't, I don't do that. I'll be honest with you. As a guy who loves to overeat, shove his face full of food, Thanksgiving's really not the day for me. Like, I'll eat a turkey sub. Okay. But like turkey off the bone like that, cut from like the bird like that, it's it's not that it's bad, but it's not my favorite. Oh, it's one of the most generic meats out there. So like I understand that. I think the thing I feel like about Thanksgiving is number one, the overindulgence, and number two is the fact that there's eight million options for you. Give it's me like, that. Give me a little bit right, of that. It's little like bit going that. to a buffet there where I have a lot of options. Yeah. When my when my dad's mom was still alive, she was like one hundred percent Italian. Yeah. And so it was we always had like Italian Thanksgiving. So you had okay. stuffed shells and manicotti okay. and like all that kind of it was like seven different kinds of pasta. Some anti-pasta start. Oh, dude, it was like it was amazing. Well, dude, I'm sure if you go down to Naples, they'll uh they'll take care of you on Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, stands married. You know what? That's a good question. I should find that. You know, I'm gonna be dragged to somebody's house. Like, this is the thing about not having a girlfriend and not having family close. Like Thanksgiving comes, and for me, it's like, oh my god, a Thursday where I don't have to go to work, and right. I'm just gonna sit here in my pajamas, eat what I want, and like relax. Thursday, Friday, we don't have to go oh. to work. We got that Friday off too because nobody ever comes to work on that day, so they, the company was just like, all right, fine, we'll give it all. Of you. Oh, 
keep saying the nice words, uh, but I'll be dragged. No, you can't just sit there on Thanksgiving by yourself. It's so sad. Sad for who? It's not sad for me. It sounds awesome for me. Nope. I'm I'm, I'm going to shoot a hole in your theory right here, my there friend. If it is sad for you to masturbate on a holiday, it's equally as sad for you to be alone on that holiday. Right? All right. Well, we were going to talk about Kyrie Irving, <laughs> but instead you guys are going to get listen to me beat Fantone to death with a notebook. You excited? You ready for that? Did you hear about your boy Kyrie Irving? He's now saying that uh, that that there are no real pictures of the planet Earth. Oh We've seen pictures of planet Earth, right? God. Or did somebody paint these pictures I've seen? Well, I guess if you're going to live in that world of... He says here, when I started actually doing research on my own and figuring out that there was no real picture of Earth, not one real picture of Earth, and we haven't been back to the moon since like 1961 or 1969. Well, that's like an eight-year variance. Yeah, so Kyrie, let's nail that one down if we're going to like speak to this as if you know what you're talking about. He says it becomes like a conspiracy, too. If you're going to live in the world of conspiracy theories, then why not say that there are no real pictures of Earth? Those are just photoshopped, essentially. I mean, why not? Right? He's gone back and forth a couple of times saying that, ah, dude, I'm just kind of trolling the media. I'm just seeing what I can get people to say. But I don't buy it. I think he believes this. Oh, well, how many times are you going to... How many times can you say something before you believe it or before you're held accountable for it? In the not sense that many, of, right. In the sense of, all right, Kyrie, you thought this was funny in the beginning to be like, hey, dude, anybody will believe what I say. I'll just say it and people will think it. Um, but dude, you keep repeating it. You keep repeating it. You keep repeating it. Don't be surprised when people think you're an idiot. I got to be honest here and maybe I'm going too far, but if you said to me today, 10 years from now, Kyrie Irving's in a public place, he's got two people held hostage. He's got a gun and he's, re- and he's refusing to come out. I can't say you're crazy, right? Like I think people give you flags along the way. And we, how many athletes have we seen fall from grace after they're done playing or something happens and they go postal, they go crazy? I'm telling you, I think Kyrie Irving might be a little off balance. I'm not ready to put him in the bell tower right now, but I will take your point there. And maybe to a lesser extent there, I mean, you look at guys like Ricky Williams, who, you know, obviously kind of went a little cuckoo at the end of his career right yeah. there. Could I see Kyrie following down that path? I would say so, especially because it'll be like, yo, dude, you're retired. You've got a ton of money. You can do all the drugs you want and can look at all the conspiracy theories you want. I don't buy the troll job, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm combining it with the decision to leave LeBron James. Now, I'm a, I was all for Kyrie doing whatever he wanted, right? Yeah, You're a pro athlete. Go, go where you want. Play where you want. I'm all for it. I want to be able to come and go in my career. I want other people to be able to do that. But I wouldn't choose to leave greatness. Like, I mean, dude, LeBron's a very easy path. And it, you chose to walk away from that, and you, don't believe, and you believe the earth is flat, and you don't believe that we have real pictures of the earth. I'm telling you, this guy is going to end up. There's going to be a hostage situation, and Kyrie Irving is going to be the suspect. I'm just telling you, dude, mark it down. Cold takes on Twitter, you do. You write it down. Somebody said it to him. I said it on October, or no, November the 2nd. 8, 11 a.m., 2017, which means I'm late on giving you this $1,000. <laughs> Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200-200. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Missed anything yesterday. Podcast it there. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000 coming up at 910. That's when you get your next keyword. However, we do have a pair of Foo Fighters tickets. We're going to pass those out here pretty shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. They go on sale tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. All Ticketmaster locations, but you can win them before you can buy them right here. So I heard about this. This was over the weekend, and I just haven't had a chance to get into it yet. But If you have an iPhone the way I do, 
you should know that most of the, I would imagine there's something with the Android system that will do this too. But these things spy on you more than you realize. No, no, they don't spy. No, and they keep happen. track of what you're doing more than you think. And apparently, I was told that there is a secret folder on my iPhone. And I hope I'm pronouncing this word right. But if you go to your photos in your iPhone, so you know you got the little yeah. icon, so you yeah. go there, and you go up to the to the top, they have the little magnifying glass, which is everybody knows that's like the search little search thing, bar, right? Okay. So you pull that up, and they say to enter the word Brazier. I'm 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 assuming it's B R B R A S S I E R E. Okay, right to me, Brazier. Maybe. Okay. Right. Sounds, I'm probably close. Right. Or I'm way off. One of the two. Whatever. And they say there you'll find every single nude you've ever taken. Jeez. Stored neatly in this tucked away little folder. Jeez. Now, I don't take a lot of nudes. Okay? But I receive nudes. And I save nudes. I've been known to do that. Okay. So I did this. I never even heard of this folder. And sure enough, now, this is not every nude that would be on my phone or has ever been on my phone, although I haven't had this phone that long. So maybe this is, although these photos, I can tell you, were from, again, this is how clouds work. They, they back your things up. But these, all these photos that I'm looking at right here are from before I had this, this device. Um, okay. And there's only five photos in here, so it's not every single one, but there are definitely photos in here that I thought were gone forever that, oh, I didn't know I was able to still pull that up from there. In, in the day and times of the, you know, of the internet that we live in now where everything is out there and they always tell you, like, well, you can never get it back. I'm surprised there's not a service out there that's like findyouroldnudes.com or something like that where it's like, hey, we will go through, you know, your, uh, your cloud history. We'll go through your old phones. We'll be able to find all those old nudes that you thought you lost. More importantly, where's the we'll wipe out your digital imprint? Yeah, company. I mean, you do where's a that? A little, little, little bit of both, right? Like there. we'll go, we'll find all those old accounts that you used to have that you don't remember the passwords for. We'll shut them all the way down, make sure nobody can ever access them. Where's that? Maybe it's out there. I don't know. I've not. Maybe, well, they should be advertising right here on the Sandra show. Say, yeah, you'd, you'd like to think that you would know about stuff like that. Um, Corey's asking. Spell it again. I missed it. <laughs> it's B R A S S I E R E. Okay. And I did it. Sure enough. And so now I, I, I went out of my photos, yeah. went back in Phantone, and now that folder's just like in the recent thing. Now, here's the thing. I'm not necessarily surprised that I'm terrified. You're, you're, you know, that companies are going to do stuff like this. I'm surprised that you're able to access it via your phone. If if you told me that somebody at, you know, whatever phone company or whatever phone, you know, if you told me there was a folder there where people were keeping nudes, I wouldn't be surprised. But the fact that it's on your own phone accessible from you, I mean, that's if, if that feels like a privacy concern, concern to me right out of the gate, like right. out. Oh, uh, well, I would imagine that you and I are much like most people in the world where it's like whatever they, they send you and you read, it's like, next, I just want to be able to play with this thing, and we don't know what we're right. what we're giving, what rights we're giving away when Yo, we hit yes. Well, of course not. We don't know what we're doing Nobody there. reads fine print. But at the same time, it, even even just from the optics alone, even if there is something in the fine print that says like, yo, we're going to start a nude folder for you, and anytime you take D-picks, we're going we're gonna to save them. Uh, once that story comes out, whether you agreed to it or not, people are going to be in an uproar over that. So I don't know if this is 
is an Apple thing or like an AT and T thing or a I don't Verizon know. thing or who who's the one that's responsible for what's happening there? But I have an Apple phone. I'll tell you. I'll just be honest about what I carry. I carry an Apple phone with Verizon service. Um, that's what I. Have. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to assume, and there's plenty of people right now freaking out hearing this. You know what I mean? If you're cheating on your wife and and and, and you think you've cleaned well, out Well, that's your why phone, I talked about it. Right. If you think you've cleaned, right. if you cleaned out your phone and you it's going to be fine and all of a sudden your wife's like, oh, heard it on the Stansberry show, I just have to type Brazzers or whatever the hell it was into the search bar, which I guess are two different things. B-R-A-S-S-I-E-R-E. Okay, and, and, and yeah, I mean, how many... Now, they, there were no D-pics. This just pulled up pictures that had been sent to me. And again, it was nowhere near every photo without a woman having her clothes on that I've had. How many wives tonight, how many, you know, people are stealing phones? Are going to, you know, you fall asleep on the couch and all of a sudden it's like, oh, dude, I can access every single nude this dude's ever sent. It better all be to me. I better know every single pair of boobs up in there. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's, 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 that's not a look that I would want as as Apple, as iPhone. Well, I remember when the cloud first came out, like when that whole thing, you know, you share accounts, everybody, you know, it's. Tied into the you know you, you know your Apple ID and like people were having problems because people didn't realize like dude what that thing's doing is storing everything right. you do in the phone and so everybody on the account can access it right. one way or another and so people were getting like all their dirty stuff was being found by like their ten year olds while they were trying to like download apps and games and the like I mean that's a messy situation I'm I'm a single dude I live alone I don't have to worry about it. I can leave my phone unlocked no shame in my game but well no there's plenty of shame <laughs> well I would be ashamed I, mean, I should be ashamed if, he was if I was smart enough. To be ashamed, <laughs> um, but no, I, I I feel like this is going to. Honestly, this is the first I've heard of this, and I assume that this is going to turn into quite a big story here, right? How does it not? Nicole tweeted and said, "I just tried it. It has pics where you can see my cleavage in it, but no nudes." Uh, Tanya says it works, but my photos are me and my tank tops. Again, I got five photos here. Most of oh. them are most of them are from uh, are, are from uh, the Oregon area. What it's probably doing there is, you know, how like sometimes a Facebook photo will come up and it'll give you the option to report it because it kind of looks like something that that could be inappropriate. And they'll oh, say, is that what it's storing? Yeah, I would assume so because if they're talking about cleavage showing up, if they're talking about like not necessarily nudes, but like sexual ish photos, well, I'm again, sure. It's just like running through it and like, all right, there's boobs. Do you, you know, is this, is this a nude for you? I wonder if that's what it is. Cause one of these is a photo and the woman's, I mean, she's not naked. She's in her tank top and she sent it to me. It's provocative, but it's not, you know what I mean? They're not out of her tank top and she sent it to me for the, for, for the purpose to be provocative. And right. it's one of the things in the photos there. Right. But she's not necessarily nude, and yet I can like look in my actual photos, and it's like, well, yeah, that chick's nude, and so is that one, and so is that one, and yet they didn't pop up in that. I mean, I, I think we should all be internet savvy enough at this point to know that but we're not. There's there is no like safe phone, there is no safe cloud, there is no like safe storage of things like that. But when you throw around something like this and the like, hey, my ex just or I just broke up with this chick and now she's put my D pics out there. It's like, God, man, I understand being horny. I do. I get it. But like, man, you are putting yourself in a bad situation. The more you send this stuff out, the more nudes you send, the more you're leaving yourself open for a lot of like exploitation. Guys, you're leaving yourself open. <laughs> Women, there's absolutely no harm shall fall unto you. I promise you, you are safe with the nudes. You are safe. More Stansberry Show and Foo Fighters tickets next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sansbury Show at Rock 106.9. I owe uh, every single member of the 20 million of the Sansbury Show audience an apology. Okay. I'm sorry. I I thought Brazier was spelled differently. People were like, dude, what are you, an idiot? You don't know Brazier is another word for bra? Of course I know that that's the... I didn't... I, I Honestly, I thought that word was spelled differently, so apparently I'm still an idiot. We were talking about... So it's basically a secret folder where you put in the search bar... Of your photo, of your photos, you type in Brazier. It's supposed to pull up all like the naked photos that you have. And somebody's telling me, dude, it's not a secret. It's just search results. I was like, yeah, but most people aren't searching that. They don't know that the, that they're keeping track of that stuff in your phone. Yeah, bra is short for Brazier. I knew that. I thought it was Z's. I thought that's the way Brazier was spelled. I, I, I honestly, I was like, this must be a different word. So now I feel like an idiot. And much like you, I'll sit home sometimes and like when I still had cable and I would watch like roundtable shows and people would get something very basic wrong. I'd be like, what are you? How the hell did you get that gig? You don't even know that. And so just like you, I do that. And so I know a lot of you were in your car going, oh, my God, I can't believe I listen to this idiot every morning. Idiots. Um, yeah, whatever, dude. You open up a microphone and eventually you're going to say something You're going to make mistakes. One time I called Channing Tatum, Channing Fry. Yeah, you did. I haven't, I haven't lived that down in my own mind for the past year and a half, dude. Autumn says, Sans where I tried this. My folder has the same thing as the other woman, but I'm more creeped out that there's a video where I'm fully clothed, tipsy, and the wording of the song I'm listening to is sketchy. And so they put that in the folder. So if you put in... I mean, okay, so Brazier brings up, like, chicks in tank tops and boob-ish pictures. I mean, if you type in, like, dong, you know what I'm saying? Is that going to be all your D-pics coming out? Well, let's find out. I mean, yeah, what happens when you put in penis? All right, that's what you want me to search? Sure, penis. In, in my full... I don't have any penis pictures, so... Okay, well, then uh, at least... No reserves fall. All right, let's try boobs. Right? Let's try that. We'll type boobs in the search bar. No results found. See, boobs is probably too crass, where brazier sounds a little bit more, you That's know. That's classic. Oh, classic. Oh, classic. Oh, classic. Huh, it's interesting. Right. It's very, very interesting. All right, and there you go. A bunch of nudes for you. Uh, dude, I'm all excited, dude. The new Call of Duty comes out tonight at midnight. Nerds! Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Pretty okay. excited. And right. uh, dude, a couple of people are all on me on Twitter saying, look, dude, that game hasn't been good in years. It's just people buy it out of habit. It's the Madden of shooters. Well, I'll tell you this. Madden is still the best football game on the market. So if that's what you mean is that it's not as legendary as it used to be, but it's still the best one on the market, then I'll take that. Now, yeah. I would admit that the last Call of Duty that came out, that Infinite Warfare, was a turd. Right. But they're going back to World War II, which is like where all these games kind of started. Okay. And uh, and that's what makes me excited about it. There's no like exosuits. You can't climb walls. You, know, you can't reverse time and go back. It, they're getting very back to the standard, which is what has me all very excited about it. I uh, I disagree. I think the last one was really bad, but my, but Call of Duty Black Ops Three was excellent. Now, what gaming system do you have right now? What's your? Uh, what's I, your I'm on the choice? Xbox One. Okay, is that? Uh, I, I'm on the Xbox One. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a video game guy, guy at all. I feel like I, I suck at video games, and I, I feel like I have since I was a kid. So I feel like that's kind of part of the reason why I'm like, oh, video games suck. Oh, because you're not any good at them. And I know it's something even since like, I can remember. You being, grew up in that era. I can remember being like a kid and just getting beat by everyone at everything, and I was just like, dude, this is stupid. I hate this stupid. Thing. Is that what it is? A little bit. And, and I, now finally we cracked the code. Well, and I think I think you know you go through six years of that on, su- on, on Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four, then you move up enough's into like enough. PlayStation, and I just lost interest in it. It just wasn't like, well, I'm not good at this, so why would I continue to bang my head up against the wall when it comes to stuff like this? Um, but there is a part of me every year around this time they start having these video game commercials, yeah. and I'm like, oh, look at that. That looks cool. You could do that. You could do that for sure. You got all the time in the world. 
And I just, I just, I, I can't justify pulling the five hundred dollars, the four hundred dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was on both. I had a PS4, sold that. Um, wasn't playing it enough and decided to keep the Xbox. Uh, you know, everybody's got their opinion on which one's better or this and that. For, I just had the Xbox first. And um, honestly, when I bought the PlayStation 4, I had done it so I could create like a station profile so I could, okay. you know, you know, play with like some people who listen to the program. And then that became honestly a hassle. Having both, having to pay for online, you know, access for two different systems every month was just too much. And good God, does I mean, I understand, you know, you had well intentions on that, but good God, does that sound like a, a breach of protocol to me where it's like, all right, I'm going to play video games to kind of um, a little stress relief. I get to entertain myself. I can do whatever I want. And then you were like, no, I'll bring the listeners into it yeah. too. And like, listen, guys, I'm not trying to offend you or anything, but I could I, dude, that would that would drive me wild. That'd be like every time you go out onto the golf course being like, hey, do you want to come play with me? Random dude that listens to the show. That happens. <laughs> that happens, by the way. Yeesh. Nathan telling me Battlefield way better than Call of Duty. Now, I would agree. Battlefield is a fantastic game, but it's too long and drawn out sometimes like it's it it is a little bit more like organized and let's let's plan our attack where sometimes man all i want is i just want to run around and i want to shoot stuff and call of duty gives you that and it's it's a lot less thinking he's saying overall franchises as opposed to this game because i was like nate how do you know if this game's gonna be good or not but okay overall yeah i mean battlefield is fantastic there's no doubt about it but i I mean call of duty is run and shoot and sometimes that's what you want you just want mindless entertainment i don't want to necessarily have to think i'm being told madden is not the best football game okay Uh, it's nfl street well, I don't know how a game I've never heard of is going to be better than one of the biggest video game franchises ever. Oh, I think I've heard of NFL Street. Those are just like NBA streets or whatever, where it's probably like a three-on-three or like a seven-on-seven or something like that. And it's, I have it's, no you idea. You probably have like superpowers in that where you can do like, you know, like, I don't know, flips and stuff. Oh, so NFL Blitz. Yeah, something like something like that. Oh, okay, I those can be is. fun. Like, okay. I have NBA Playground on my Xbox yeah. One, and I love that game. It's, it's kind of fun. All right, so all right, I can maybe see that. I just, dude, there is part of me that just feels like, man, I'm still doing this. Um, I feel a little guilty. Well, you, I mean, you just decided to cut the cord based on number one, saving money. Number two, on giving yourself a a, a break from screens. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted that. my screen time to be dedicated to this versus just like mindlessly watching something. My argument, Fantone, has always been on the video games, and why? I, maybe this is me justifying things to myself. Right. Every human being does it. I'm not right. above that. But to me, I've always said about video games that at least I'm doing it. I'm engaged in it. I'm not scrolling through my phone and like halfway paying attention, just kind of zombied out on the couch. I'm now engaged. You're pulling me into it. I'm controlling it. I, it's up to me whether it, it fails or, you know, or succeeds. There's something about that that makes me feel better about it. I was going to say, I think there's going to be people who make that argument about your life as opposed to video games. Like, yes, Stansbury, it's up to you whether you fail or succeed. Get off the couch. Go do something with your life. No. <laughs> but No, this but, is what I've done with my life. No, dude. And I mean, like I know the concept of wasting time has almost become like taboo, but like we all do it and we all do it on a regular basis. And if this is the way that you feel like you get the most out of your time wasted, I mean, who is me or you or anyone else to judge it? Just go ahead and play Call of Duty and and and, t- and smoke four packs of cigarettes like you did. No, <laughs> dude, I wish. Yeah, I once had like, hours. It was fourteen hours, fourteen hours, and it was like four packs of cigarettes or something like that. <laughs> Just absolutely terrible. You don't even want to know how much Mr. Hero was. <laughs> it was a lot. It was more than four bags. I'll t- tell you that. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited. Like, dude, I thought, honestly, my plan today, I don't normally nap during the day, but my plan today was to go home, sleep all day, right? wake up, prep the show, and right. then like hang out, 
wait for midnight to come, play the game a little while, wow. and then, you know what I mean, and then head into work, and that way I could give like a review, like, hey man, this thing's actually out now, it comes, tonight at midnight's the drop, I already ordered it, it's sitting online, on, it's sitting right on my, uh, on my hard drive right now. So you don't even get like a physical disc anymore, it's just, hey, this is on your video game system now? Well, you can, I can oh, go okay. to the store and buy the game, I chose not to, like, uh, instead of like, I pre-ordered it via the machine and it just sits on your hard drive. I know it makes no difference at all in gameplay or anything like that, but God, spending $60 and you don't even have something tangible tangible in your hands well selling it back is the thing like that's oh, yeah, why yeah, yeah. that's why they have moved to a lot of online sales because you can't do it and so now much like me listening to music your video games have all become about how much space do you have on your device what's the hard drive like but if you uninstall the game they take up much less space you can always add them back in whenever okay. you're ready so you can kind of swap things back and forth but yeah i thought about that i was like well they never give you enough money when you're selling things back in anyway and i'm gonna play this call of duty until the point where they wouldn't give you any money to to turn it back in and yeah dude i went all nerd and i got like the you know the extreme digital edition so oh, like yeah, all the future downloadable content oh, is already paid for ready to go whenever they release it it'll just come it'll be automatically there for me and that whole thing but i'm very i can't like honestly all week long this is christmas for me like I'm going to see my family for Christmas, but like there won't be a lot of gifts. Everything will be about my niece. So like honestly, I hate to say it, but tomorrow is Christmas for me. But I don't think I'm going to go home and sleep all day because I'm being told that this afternoon it will be around 63 degrees, little overcast, but no rain. And so you know what that means. I might have to find myself on a golf course today and take advantage of these last few days we're going to have before it starts to get like really cold and really miserable out there. So I may have to do that. Let's get you guys hooked up with these Foo Fighters tickets. They're playing July 25th out at Blossom. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster, but you're getting hooked up early. We'll take caller 30, 1-800-243-7625. And Fantone, after the break, Snoop Dogg wants to make America crip again. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Momentarily here, you'll get hooked up with another $1,000. It'll be our last opportunity uh, to get you hooked up today. However, Teresa will take over at 10 o'clock. She'll get you hooked up multiple times. And then Fishhead will be in doing afternoons, as he always does. And he'll have a few opportunities for you as well. I believe we we take that thing all the way up to 10 p.m., I believe. Just taking it all the way through, baby. Just You just you just leave that right Call where that is. Ass. I like it. Your next keyword, momentarily. So there's a new photo, and I've just posted it. At Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. Did you say and there's a nude photo? New photo. New photo. New photo oh, yeah. that, like, that is the, that is pissing the world off. I was say, dude, we're not allowed to put that up there. No, we're not. You cannot search Brazier's no, and no. put those up at no, WRKK.com. But Snoop Dogg has a new album coming out. All right. And if you're a fan of rap music, you've seen this album cover before because what he did was is he stole an album cover from Ice Cube. Now, I'm imagining he got permission from Cube to do this, and he took Ice Cube's album cover from Death Certificate, which was Ice Cube standing there next to a body on a slab, flag covering the body, and had a toe tag on it. So what Snoop did is, is he's calling his album Make America Crip Again, which I'm imagining is for the gang Crips, and... The feet are coming out of the flag. He has a toe tag on it, and it says, like Ice Cube said, death certificate on on the toe tag, I believe. He has Trump written on the toe tag. So essentially saying he's standing there next to the dead body of the current president, 
underneath the American flag. And so this photo's got everybody in an uproar. It's been like a day and a half people have been asking me about this. How come you're not talking about this? Oh, look, look at you. You're a liberal bias. Look at Snoop being disrespectful to the office. And look, you're not, you're not giving him crap over it. Okay. I, I will admit that this is disrespectful to the office of the president. I'm not sure that that's a criminal thing. No. Some can make the argument that a lot of things that I've said during both these last administrations that have been in power while I've been on the air that I've been disrespectful to both. Would you, uh, what, you want people yanking me out of here? I'm sure some of you do. I'm sure a lot of you probably want people yanking me out of here. It's not going to happen. And I, I I didn't like the Kathy Griffin thing, to be honest with you. Would she beheaded the president and had like the, you know, the photo? I didn't like that photo. And to be honest with you, I'm not really wild about this with Snoop either. But I'm not going to allow it to take over my day. And I, I think it's interesting that I, I will say this, that if I'm Snoop Dogg, I'm not sure I killed the current president, put him on my album cover because of not liking the way he's handling certain things and telling people, let's make America more crip-like, more, more, m- more gangster-like, more, you know, awful-like. I'm not sure I do that. Um, yeah, Dude, but crips aren't good. No, Gangs aren't no, good. No, no, no. I mean, but, but uh, I don't know. I mean, pimps aren't good either, but it's not like Snoop Dogg has strayed away from that. You know right. what I'm saying? No, I, I agree. So, like, uh, do I agree with it? No, I don't want the president to be dead, but using the symbolism of a dead president isn't necessarily the same thing as, like, calling for violence against him. I didn't think this when that was the case with Kathy Griffin, and, like, would I have done that? No, of course I wouldn't have done that, but... I don't know if there's enough room there for me to be like, well, no, you should not do to that. To me, this is about a rapper who's no longer the rapper in the scene and wants people talking about his new album 100%. coming out. This feels to me like an overswing. Now, Josh writes in and says this. Reverse the picture. The toe tag reads Snoop Dogg, and he's draped with a Confederate flag over the body. See how many butts get hurt then. Well, Josh, what I will tell you there is you are trying to drive home the racial message there with the Confederate flag. And look, you have black dude dead underneath the flag. To me, you're driving home a racial message there. This is not driving home a racial message. This is taking issue with an administration who some people feel has left them out. Heritage, not hate, Sainsbury. But here's the thing. Yeah, about that, that. that's hate, not but, heritage. But here's the thing about that is like, yeah, you should be allowed to do that as an artist. Now, am I going to necessarily support that? Buy art? your art? Not no. necessarily, right. but like, yes. I'm not going to buy this Snoop Dogg album either. If, if Ted Nugent wanted to put that on his album cover, okay. Who am I to stop I, I, Ted right, Nugent? Right, I mean, like, oh, okay. I want to be able to say and do what I want, and so it's. I, I find it, as much as I want to sometimes tell other people don't say or do what you want, it's kind of crazy with the job I have. I, I mean, really, what this boils down to here is, like, seems like you're being pretty politically correct if that's offending you. Are you triggered? I think, I think, I, I think I, you're triggered. I think we see some triggering happening. I think so. So let's, uh, let's bribe some of you back. Okay. Let's get you hooked <laughs> up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show is a picture that's pissing off the entire internet and a lot of members of this audience, by the way. It's also uh, it, it's a Snoop Dogg album cover. And he's calling his album Make America Crip Again, which is weird. I mean, I, 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 you know what I mean? People are taking issue. It's like, oh, my God, he's telling people to be Crips. Let's call it Somalia East. 
And it's like, okay, all right, well, whatever. Um, you know, an artist can do what, what an artist wants to do there. I'm an artist. I feel like I should be able to say and do what I want. And so I'm, I have a hard time, even though I want to. Just like you, I have, uh, I have the desire sometimes to censor other people, but I don't want anybody censoring me. So I, I try to, to stop from doing that. It's not like, it's not like. Snoop and his his crip history is like unknown. I mean, this has been a part of his vernacular and a violence part, sells rap records. We know that forever. Violence I mean, and misogyny one. sells records. I mean, welcome to it. That's just the way it is. Uh, you know, is, is, this guy's also telling me he's like, "Funny man, I just watched the roast Trump the other day. I know it's been a while, but it seems like Snoop had a lot of respect for him, and uh, the same the other way." Well, what I will tell you is, yeah, when that Trump roast was happening on Comedy Central, he wasn't the president, and you can have a different view of somebody when they're just a, a you know a real estate mogul that has no no bearing over your life. But once somebody becomes the leader of the country you live in, your opinions on what they say and do will change. Yeah. So I'm not going to trust Snoop. Dog- I'm not going to like hold Snoop to what is opinion on Donald Trump was before he took the presidency over. And holy moly, can you believe that somebody would use a hot op- or a hot topic item and try to exploit it yeah, for, for record sales? For all we know, Stoop doesn't hate him at all. Right. He's just trying to engage in this to revive his career. Right. And and it, and you're letting it happen. The most offensive thing out of all this is that Snoop Dogg is putting out a new album. I'm okay with Snoop doing like a guest spot on somebody's song because he's been okay with that over the past like 10 years, but anytime he puts out his own song, it's been terrible. So I can only imagine 12 of those in a row is going to be, I mean, just turd, turd, turd. Dude, this is how long ago it's been since Snoop was really good. Like, his career went downhill when he went to No Limit. Have, I mean, um, dude, think about how to do that's, that's forever so ago. ago. 15 years and that's ago. when the career like, was over. Have you, uh, have you, oh no, because you cut the cord. I was going to say, have you seen he's got a new show out? It's called Joker's Wild, and it's like a game show. Yeah, it's an old, they're reviving a, a game show from when I was a kid. But it's all snooped out. It's yeah. all like, I saw the commercials. 420, 420, 420, smoking I s- weed. I saw the commercials. I obviously have not seen it. Cut the cord yesterday. Feel pretty confident of that. About that, you know what's weird? Was that it was like two hours later, a rep reached out to me and said, "Hey man, um, I think Spectrum might be interested in using you as a celebrity endorser." And I was like, "Well, yeah, now's the time to do it. Like now's now's absolutely the time to do it. Let's get that back in there." But uh, if you haven't seen that photo yet of Snoop, you can see it. It's uh, he basically stole Ice Cube's album cover from Death Certificate. If you're a hip hop fan, you'll know that cover. And uh, it stole it and then put Trump underneath the flag. Everybody's freaking out. What if it was Nugent and the flag was Confederate and Snoop's underneath that? Well, I maintain that if you use the Confederate flag, you're driving home the racial aspect of that, pretty much proving to me that it's hate, not heritage. And, you know, people have reached out to me on Facebook and go, see, this is why you're an idiot. You think that flag's about hate, and it's not. And every time I ask people what it's really about, they're never able to tell me. Now, here's what I can tell you. I know that that war had other issues in it, and it wasn't solely slavery, but it was the predominant factor in it, and there's no denying that. Go read the articles of secession from each state that left the union. Right. I mean, mean, dude, it was about this issue. I don't care what anybody tells you. There were other issues, yes. It was about manufacturing, about a bunch of other things, but predominantly, it was about this particular issue, and to me, I've always said this. I don't know what that flag really stands for, ultimately, at the end of the day. Every guy I've ever known, or I've ever met, who's told me that they have the right to fly it, underneath it, I felt like there was probably hatred behind that. That 
That's not everybody in the country. Everybody I've dealt with in that flag has felt to me like, yeah, but you'd probably drag a minority behind your car. Uh, luckily, there's history involved, and if you want to do the research and read the words that the designer of the Confederate flag, all you have to do is do it. Like, so don't act like, oh, pff, I know because my grandpa told me. I was like, okay, well, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, my dad told me God was real. Right. That's the same thing as like historical documents, I guess. But I can't um, prove that. But at the end of the day, if Ted Nugent wanted to do that, then do it. Then do it. If because this is what people are telling me. Well, then th- th- there would be an S storm. Yeah, there's an S storm right over now. this. Right now, we're dealing with the S storm. We're only talking about this because it's been an S storm in the news. It's not like Stansberry and me are like, dude, we got to promote that new Snoop Dogg. Let's album. create we gotta, controversy. We got to help, help Snoop get some record sales. I'm not pulling controversy out of thin air. It, it was a controversy, which is what what spurred me to talk about it. Which means the S storm is happening. I don't understand. What what do you think would be so different the other way? When Hillary or when when Ted Nugent told Hillary Clinton to suck on the edge of his machine gun. I don't like it, but I don't have a problem with it. Like, it's not like it's like, oh, well, he can't say that. Who am I to say that you can't say that? Yeah. If it, you, if the point it is, is what it is, if the point is, is I get to be triggered too, then fine. You're right. Sure. Everyone gets to be triggered. Then let's but bubble if, wrap it all. If the point you always make is, oh, dude, stop being triggered. Stop being triggered. Well, as soon as something offends you and you're triggered, now all of a sudden you're the snowflake melting because it's, oh my God, I can't believe this. And let's, mean, uh, let's say it's not triggered. Let's say it's not snowflakey. You mean to tell me you're just finding out hypocrisy is alive and well in the world? Like, come on. Come on. We all know it's there. Don't be surprised when you see it. Don't be surprised by that. Another issue hitting the world is this Papa John's owner. Okay. This dude. Um, he's saying now that the national anthem protests have affected his pizza business. He says here, like, people are less people are watching football and they're not ordering the pizza. And he says the NFL has hurt us by not resolving the current debacle, you know, to the players and owners' satisfaction. Okay. He's the pizza change chairman, CEO there. He said on a conference call with the NFL leadership that it has hurt Papa John's shareholders. Now, I, I don't want to speak to Papa John's and, like, you know, but I've heard that, you know, hasn't he been found guilty of, like, wage issues with the, you know, with the thing? I, I've heard some pretty awful accusations from uh, in that company. Um, I, I don't have any personal issue with Papa John's. I've, I'll eat their product. It's, you know, it's not that I dislike it or whatever. I'll tell you this. The, the one in Canton refuses to deliver two miles away from where they are. I can't. That doesn't help. I can't, for the life of me, figure out why I can't get pizza delivered to my front door. Um, everybody's so afraid of the big, bad downtown game. Neighborhood. It's not that scary. Um, yes. Quit being I, a sissy and I, bring me my food. I've heard of uh, Papa John there. Um, it, there's been issues when it comes to oh, uh, employees working overtime and stuff like that. But that's all. I feel like a different. That's point. a separate it's a issue. Separate issue. It's a separate. Well, although what I'm, I, I think why it relates here though is is that people are making the argument. It's like, no, dude, you've been caught doing this, this, this and this, and this, and maybe people maybe don't want to support why. you. Maybe that's maybe why. Maybe that's why you have. And it's it's worth noting too, Papa John's, who traditionally has been a huge advertiser with the NFL, I think use Peyton Manning as their pitch person. I think it's the official pizza of the NFL, and I mean, what does that mean? Not much, but still, like, I mean, have 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 made a ton of money from advertising with the NFL. It's worth noting that this year, because of the national anthem pro- protests, Papa John's has scaled back their advertising. Well, then, what do you think is going to happen? Right, because Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut's still all over the team. I would assume. I'm just throwing another national pizza chain out there, right? right? I'm sure. So your spots are on the air, Pizza Hut's are, guess what's going to happen? That's the way advertising is. It's moving True. people around the board. Trust me, I, my entire life is fueled by advertising. Buy a car at Wakeham. But it's like, that's the way it is. It's like, dude, it's moving people around the board where you want them. 
and that's what advertising is. So if you're pulling your advertising and you're and you have less sales, basically what you've told the NFL is, man, you're one hell of an advertising vehicle. Really well, you really are a great advertising vehicle. Um, now I understand. Papa John's statement here. I understand why the advertisers of the NFL, why the shareholders of those companies feel get like this figured you know, out, man. I, I get, get it. that. For I, re- sure. I respect that. I understand that. But at the end of the day, even with the boycott of the NFL going down, it is still the number one product on television. Now, you can say, well, the World Series last night, well, it's a championship series versus a regular season. You don't game. have a championship series every Sunday. Right. The NFL's king. So, with that being said, it's still the best place to advertise your your company. 15 and a half million viewers per week. This is in the height of you guys boycotting, which, by the way, none of you were actually boycotting because you talk about it constantly. You were all in on the trade deadlines, and I don't care what you're saying. You're watching more games than you're telling people you're watching. And, 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 and if you don't think advertising is effective, I mean, this is just key proof positive that, yes, it is. You pull back your your, your, your budget, you're like, well, I'm not spending as much money with you. Well, then 15 million people aren't going to see your commercial. That's just the way it is. It really is the way it is. I mean, it's. I, I understand what Papa John's is saying here. Like, dude, look, I, there's negative things around this product. Yep. Maybe take a break from the advertising, yep. but you can't blame the Anthem protest if you pulled your ads and you're not getting it. If your ads were still running... Then you'd have a point. And... and you weren't selling the same amount of pizza before, then you'd have a point. But if you yanked your ads, you yanked your ads. I always tell this place, like we've had people, we've had clients who have gotten like iffy over things that were said. Oh my God. I don't know if I want to be next to that. Oh my God. And then they pull, right? Or they're threatened to pull. And then like a couple of weeks later, they'll want to come back. And I always tell my boss, let's charge a coward fee. Like you leave and then you want to come back. How about now it's double? My boss won't do it, and no. it's probably better business practice that they don't, and that's why I don't run that department, because honestly, I would have a coward's fee. You're going to threaten to leave me, and then, then you come crawling back? Twice now you owe me. But my boss won't do no, it. He's like, nah, dude, we're not doing that, and that's why you're not in charge of that, that department, and he's probably making <laughs> decent sense there. Nate writes back in and says, Sansbury, I get your point, but I think, I think the, the, the blow-up is bigger with the Snoop Dogg album cover, or it would be bigger the other way around. Like if Ted Nugent had Snoop Dad underneath the confession. And I would say, Nate, that, yeah, you're probably right. And that's due to the history of the country. It's due to the fact that, that racism has affected this country in a negative way. And so that imagery would be worse and harder to swallow for people because it's part of our negative history. So it's okay that certain things have a bigger uproar than others because they do, they're always going to because of what came before it. You can't make it about one event. You got to look at you got to look at the couple hundred year history we have behind us. And no matter how much and no matter how much hits the fan, it, you should still be allowed to do it. Snoop can deal with the consequences of his actions. If people boycott him and they don't buy his records, so be it. If Let businesses fight, be who they are, and then people will decide whether or not it's a business they want around. That's been my stance on everything. Gay cupcakes, whatever the hell the, the, the hot topic of the day is. This person won't make this. This person won't do this. Let people be who they are, and we'll all decide whether or not they get to turn a dime. More Sansbury Show in the end of the program is next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of the program, Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 coming up at 1010. She'll have another opportunity for you. Uh, we had a listener write in and tell me that um, he has not watched a single NFL game all year. Right. He says, I'm not really, he's like, I'm not really sure it's a boycott. He says, uh, you know, it might be the rule changes. Maybe it's the politics. Maybe it's the Browns have been bad for 18 years. He says the game just doesn't feel as fun to him anymore. 
Oh, dude, there's a million. It's a perfect storm going against the NFL right now. You take all those things, you throw in um, uh, the CTE issues, you throw in the oversaturation of the project. That to me, that's the big one for me. I feel like when I was growing up, the games were special on Sunday because that, that's when they were on. Like, you waited all week, and then you got one Monday night game. And Now, I, I know the NFL's making money off of Thursday night games. I know right. players kind of bitch about the fast turnaround and this and that. Um, it's a little late for me for, for a weeknight. Um, so I would agree that I think that there's probably less urgency to watch the games because it feels like they're everywhere. Well, and just think about how much it's changed in the sense of like... Social media, too. It's, it's a year-round product now. It's always on. Even if the games aren't on, even if it's not in-season, mm. you're just constantly hearing stuff about the Combine NFL. Combine trades. Like, so right. you throw all that stuff together and, like, and you throw in the fact that they're coming off record high ratings. It's like, well... It's like the tech bubble. Sooner or later, that thing was going to pop. It, like, you... you that's just the way it is. All bubbles will eventually pop. And I feel like, yeah, you're a little bit right about that. I also think, honestly, the retweeting of 23-second clips of guys scoring touchdowns has wow, probably yeah. stopped people from watching games. Because it's like, well, dude, I'll, I just want to see the, you know, the Beckham catch. And somebody's going to retweet it. And I think that that probably has hurt them a little bit, too. Um, you know, everybody's just in a very weird time now with eyeballs on screens. Like, how do we keep you engaged in what our products are? Because everybody's like, ah, I'll stream it or oh, I'll record it, watch it later. It's like TV is, is suffering a little bit of a problem right now. I feel like live entertainment stuff, not as much. Because um, again, like baseball, I guess that rating for that World Series was just huge. Yeah, shout out to the Astros there, pulling it down. Finally getting their uh, the World Series trophy right there. You know, I heard this the other day. You know, everybody talks about, well, college football is so much better, and nobody and nobody's kneeling, nobody's doing anything, okay. so that's why I'm watching college football, right? So college football, Ohio State, Penn State, last week, biggest game of the year so far, yeah. pulled a six rating. Wow. Six. Wow. That's like less than half of what an, what an average NFL game yeah, is. Yeah, just like a, 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 a random 430 game so, in the NFL. Right. I, I mean, dude, that, that, I mean, so don't get me wrong. I know Buckeyes. You're big fans. I get it. But like college football is not on the same level as NFL football. And it's I, just not. I like how people act like the NCAA doesn't have anything in its closet. I like how it's like, oh, no, it's an upstanding, you know, <laughs> it's an upstanding program because the kids are out there and they want to play football. That's part of it, right? Is that there is part of it is that people watch TV and you kind of like the fact that that dude's doing that to entertain you and not being paid for it, right? The moment they pay those guys, you're like, overpriced, baby. That's exactly what happens. Like, billionaires aren't being made in NCAA football. Like, that people aren't being exploited in NCAA football. Jim Harbaugh gets paid $9 million a year and should. But, I mean, let's not pretend like people aren't getting rich off of college football. And, 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 I mean, what the universities make, and then you start throwing in basketball and the in the in the crock of S that's been opened up in there, and the fact that coaches are giving recruits hookers and, and cocaine and like, come on, guys, no, yeah, there's like, pl- let's there's, act like NCAA is just on a high hill there. There's plenty to be protesting there too, but I, I, but again, I so I yeah, I, I don't think it's NFL fans are rushing to the college football game because, like I said, that Penn State Ohio State game was, I mean, it, it, everybody couldn't wait for that game here, and sure enough, it ended up being a great game, and it pulled a six rating, which isn't terrible. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad, no. but when you're talking NFL ratings, it's it's not anywhere close to that. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000. She'll give you your next keyword at 1010 on Rock 106.9. Aside from that, this show's done for the day. Fantone and I both will be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. 